full, huge hours. You know, I uh, I worked all Christmas. I worked all New Year's. I worked. We work sixty hours a week. Jordan just worked um, twenty eight days straight. He didn't take Sunday off for four weeks. Um, and that that's just you're, you 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 really you have you love this startup, but you also gotta look after your family, right? And 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 you can't take yourself out because when things go bad for your company, your only thing you have left is your your family. This is The Law School Show. Discovering the person behind the resume. Bringing you their stories and their tips on how to succeed in your legal career. Catch it all here, right now, on The Law School Show. Hey folks, welcome to another episode of The Law School Show. Great to have you, as always. This is Chris. I think it's important before I tell you about today's guest, Devin Tu, founder of Map Your Property, that we take a moment and look back. The law school show was started because when I was a law student, I found that I did not have access to the kind of information that was real to me. And by that, I mean, what does it really mean to practice as a criminal defense lawyer? What does it really mean to be a founder of a tech startup with application to the legal space. What does it mean to be an articling student, etc.? The Law School Show was made to solve those problems because we're going out and talking to the high achievers across the legal industry and asking them, what is it exactly that you do and what is it exactly that you did to get into your position? Information is very valuable. That's our goal here at the Law School Show. That's what we're trying to bring to you every week. Today's guest, Devin Tu, founder of Map Your Property. Map Your Property is a startup that consolidates information important to real estate developers and real estate lawyers. It's a beautiful service. It is an example of technology startups that are going to disrupt the way law is practiced Devin tells us exactly what Map Your Property is. He tells us everything about how he got it off the ground. MYP is launching on October 22nd. This is very timely. I'm going to be going to the launch party. It's going to be fantastic. If you're interested in tech, if you're interested in what it takes to actually get a startup off the ground and to have it become a viable product in the industry, this is so detailed. Devin's a dynamic speaker. He's completely candid, very honest. Dig in, enjoy, and as always, subscribe on iTunes. It's the easiest way to get new episodes of the podcast. If you're interested in uh, what we're doing and you want to get involved, if you have any questions, if you have any tips for us, because we're always learning just like you, email us at the law school show at gmail.com or just go to our website thelawschoolshow.com everything you need is right there enjoy have a great week devin two from map your property what's up guys we're here with devin from map your property and of course i've got my man Mishi Dio here on my left devin how you doing man good good thank you for uh, inviting me to, to your podcast. I'm super excited. Yeah, of course. Thank it's you for pleasure. having us in your beautiful location. Yeah. yeah it's got a start of feel in this area whenever we enter enter the legal innovation zone. Here. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bunch of startups here. Yeah. there's uh, I think DMZ has, has uh, on the floor below us, has almost 76 startups and 
is about almost going to be about what like fifteen to twenty by the end of this year, I yeah. think, at the Legal Innovation Zone. So wow. So I'm, well, we're here to talk about map your property. Yes. That startup. When did you start? When did you start thinking about it? When? How did this idea of map your property come to be? Yeah, I mean that's a that's a great question. I mean I think everyone comes up with the idea where they're working um, in 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 a, in a in a government agency or at a big corporation, and you see a problem, and and the corporation is too big or too slow to to deal with that situation. And I worked for government uh, for six years. Uh, doing writing a lot of legal policy, uh, environmental planning act, source water protection act, lots of legislations, and they saw all the problems they had in um, that most legal legislations uh, rely on a, a ge- geographical maps. Yeah. And uh, we're in the digital age, and and most of those things are not digitized, and and it's very time consuming. Um, so yeah, I, I originally thought of the idea um, when I was at a big government agency with ten thousand people, and um, and uh, yeah, and then and then I did a hackathon in December of two thousand eleven uh, with like five of my friends, and that gave a great idea of you know if our idea was absolutely stupid and no one liked it, or or if it was a good idea and we hacked a prototype. Uh, application that would screen, uh, you know, real estate legal due diligences, uh, really quickly by using, you know, Google Maps and using those legal legislative maps onto the Google Maps application. We pitched it in front of, oh, there was maybe 300 people there. And, and we, and we won, uh, you know, second place out of 50 teams that were there. So that kind of gave me a good idea of, hey, we're onto something here. Yeah, exactly. You know, you always have that question in your mind: Am I just, am I doing some stupid idea that that that's never gonna? Where know, was this? Where was the hackathon? So this was uh this was a this was a hackathon at in Queen West, and okay. and um, my friend uh, who runs Hackerness, it's a it's a hackathon um, nonprofit, um, and they they do a lot of these things, and he convinced me to to do this hackathon after me me telling him about this great idea but being too lazy to do about it. So. <laughs> Alright, so let, yeah. let's exactly what does Map Your Property do? Yeah, Map Your Property is essentially an all-in-one location for different real estate and planning uh, maps and everything like that. And essentially in about 30 seconds and three clicks, which is like simply a search your address, map it and make a report, Mm -hmm. you can do any type of real estate due diligence um, for any property in Toronto and York region. So what takes a, uh, you know, legal associate or, you know, real estate clerk, you know, at a law office about eight hours or up to a week, we can do in an automated fashion uh, in about 30 seconds up to a minute. And so that is, that is what our, our platform is. It's a you know, one-stop shop, three clicks, and you can pretty much tell your client who's a developer or any of your clients, Hey, this is, this is the land use values. These are the restrict, the development restrictions that you might encounter. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that's, that's what's great about a product is that time saver. It streamlines access to the information. Yeah. So what, what, you know, all, all lawyers encounter is the manual process of looking up stuff. We 
provide instant digital access to that on a, on a very, on a property level. And that's, that's what people like about it. And who are you trying to target with this product? Do you have a specific market? Is it pretty broad uh, set of people that you're targeting? Yeah, I mean, um, th that's a very good question. I mean, originally when we started out, we, we thought it would be mostly real estate developers. So we have, uh, one of the largest condo developers in, in the Toronto area. Um, and, uh, so we thought that was great, but then, all of a sudden, we got two real estate law firms kind of out of the blue, just, and we didn't realize how much potential that area has. So those are the two areas we kind of look at is real estate developers, and then of course, the, the planning firms and real estate law firms. So, um, you know, all the big law firms all do real estate law. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and we've been, surprisingly, we've, we've, we've gotten a few law firms and they, they pump out reports like you know you know five six reports a day sometimes um, so yeah that's who we mostly focus on what stage of development is map your property at yeah so we we are pretty much on October 22nd um, we are having a major launch party and that is our public release okay. where we're, we're gonna really start accelerating and and hitting up all the the, the the big firms and the big clients and even the small firms and the boutique firms uh, because, uh, we've, we're pulling out of beta after, um, six months of being in beta and working with, you know, a few of our early adopters. Mm -hmm. Um, they gave us some great feedback and we, we've kind of, a lot of the lawyers pointed out some, you know, liabilities, some wording that we needed to enhance up yeah. on some of our stuff and we corrected those and now we're going to, go out to pretty much launch on October 22nd. So check, check out our website, right? <laughs> what does it mean? Explain being in beta. So being in beta, um, for, for a lot of people is you have a, you know, what the lean startup, you know, the Silicon Valley word is called, is, you know, is, is called the minimum viable product. What is the bare minimum product that you can get to test out to see it works? Mm -hmm. And you usually get about, you know, five, key real life co corporate customers and you get the, them to use it for, you know, a nominal fee in, 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 and in replacement, you get the feedback. So that, that's what's being in beta. Hey, I'm, I'm not, it's not fully like a, not a full product. You know, I couldn't charge, yeah. you know, 20 G's, you know, a month for this, you know, it, it has a few kinks in it. And then when you come out of beta, that's your, Hey, this is my big day. This is, this is the best product in the world. <laughs> Come check it out. Yeah. Did, did you take a lot of ego hits during this beta phase? Was, uh, it must have been like a tremendous, tremendous learning experience. Oh yeah, and, and with law firms, you know, you know, I have a, I have a planning and, and I have a policy legal background, but um, I, I got killed. I got killed in a couple, <laughs> couple law firms. You know, you go to the 56th floor, the jade marble uh, entrance, and and you know the, the two, you know, and, and you go into these big boardrooms, and, and they cut you off in the first sentence. So. So I've, I've learned a lot and I, and I learned better on how lawyers think. Yeah. You know, they do think a lot differently from developers. So I, I've kind of, um, it's, a, it's a very big learning experience and, and definitely I've, I've, it's huge ego check. Uh, um, and, and it does humble you to make sure, sure you know your stuff going into to these meetings. So. Let, let's take it a step back to, so yeah. you mentioned in 2011, you have this hackathon, you tested out your idea with your buddies. And it turned out to be kind of successful. You won your second place there. Yeah. So from 2011, now we're in 2015. What was the process like? What are some things that you do? Did you like go all in into this idea? Like how did it become what it is today? 
Yeah, was it 2000? I think it might have been like 2012. Okay. <laughs> it's been a while. I can't believe it's been that long. I, I you know, um, I recommend anybody trying to do a startup, you know, in, in legal tech or, or wherever it is, is not, definitely don't jump into it, uh, full throttle without trying to hash out a lot of your problems. So yeah, I, I worked, I worked, uh, full time, uh, you know, for the government and then right, you know, I never did any work at the government, but right when five o'clock, I would walk over to Starbucks yeah. and spend another four hours working on my application. Um, my co-founder, me and Jordan would do, uh, fake hackathons. We do like Friday to, to Sunday, like just wow. do crazy all nighters just to get stuff done. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's essential. We did that for almost a year, maybe a year and a half. Um, because, uh, there's a lot of stuff that you have to learn that you don't want to learn while while going broke. So, <laughs> so that that's that that, that I learned. That I did that way, and, and I would recommend anybody else to be careful just jumping into stuff. You um, unless you're Mark Zuckerberg and you're brilliant, um, you know you you want to be strategic about it and for sure and figure out your stuff first before you. Do you have any kind of coding background as well, or your or your co-founder does? Um, yeah, my co-founder is he's, he's brilliant. I, I met him at at at, at, a, at the hackathon, and, okay. and um, he knows his stuff. I, you know, I, I did a lot of geospatial system stuff for 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 government, so I understood the concept. So pretty much, if a programmer comes to me and shows me something, I can I can say, hey, you're you're full of crap. But um, <laughs> people ask me this all the time. Oh, I have a startup. I have this idea. I can't code with crap. How do I, how do I get people to support my idea? And, and it's, it's how stupid it sounds. It's the vision. You go to people, you find anybody, you know, friends of friends, friends, you know, I went to the Hackiness social meetups, you know, met all these, you know, programmers and I just told them my vision and, and, and I kept trying to convince people to say, Hey, help me on this. You know, you're brilliant. You know, yeah. and, and I need you to help me on this. And we had, uh, we have a guy who worked for us two, two years for free. And, and Jordan, you know, my co-founder, we both worked on it part-time for free. And so you just go out and just pitch your vision and then you get people to, to join you who are complete strangers. <laughs> wow. Uh, so when did you guys end up in the legal innovation zone? How did that come about? Um, we went in legal innovations. God, time goes fast. Um, April, I believe, in of this year. Uh, of this year. Okay. Because legal innovation zone is a very new idea. I, I would argue uh, Liz is one of the first uh, legal tech companies, and then you see Mars and Dentons trying to copy that idea. And yeah, and I'm not too sure if they know what exactly the purpose of those things are, but you know. It's new to see. It's the new hype. Um, so we joined them there. Um, we, we were actually part of the digital media zone downstairs and part of the legal zone. So okay. we, we are co-zoning. It's very weird. How long had you been in the DMZ? We had been there since November. And, and I, and right at the time we said, oh, we got, we got these legal, co- we have these two law firms coming in on us all of a sudden who are using our product a lot. I, you know, it's a new, huge dominant market that we could dominate. And I don't have that expertise. And, and, and this legal innovation zone had, uh, you know, it was a little quieter and it was a little more focused yeah. uh, than the DMZ. This, you know, fifth floor has, you know, 20 startups. It's super noisy. It's unproductive for us. Um, it was very distracting in here. It's, it's focused on legal. I can get other 
you know, other companies have the same background and, and we can collaborate a lot better with, with this, this focus on legal. So. Cool. So let's talk a little bit about uh, making money. How long were you working full time and doing Map Your Property on top? Ooh, that's that's a. Uh, <laughs> I hope I don't get in trouble for this. But, uh, <laughs> you know, well, I worked I worked it on it right I, 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 after my work. I never I never. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, That's what that. I mean. But yeah, I, I think I would work. I think I think about a, almost a year and a half. Okay. About a year. Yeah. Um, and, and it was at that point, there's a point in time where you're like, if I want to make this idea actually grow and to go all in, in, you know, I gotta, I gotta switch to full time. There's a period of time where, you know, people always ask, you'll know when, when you're there, when you're like, I'm almost there, you know, people are like, wow, this is awesome. But you're not, you're, you're about 10%, 20%, you know, missing stuff. And it's taking you six months to get just that 2%. And that, that, then that's where you go like, right, I remember right in January, um, you know, I, I realized my boss, you know, you know, government or any big firm, you know, if you're an innovator, if you have great ideas and you question authority, you know, you're going to, you're going to be heading out very soon. (laughs) And I kind of saw that. I saw, I saw that, you know, I, I had this vision that I wanted to do. I tried to apply it at work, which which was not the environment for that, and yeah. and so be it. So when did you make the switch? All so the switch. Yeah, I think I think January of of I'm getting my dates dates a little mixed, but I think January of uh, 2014. Uh, 2014. Uh, more like March of 2014. Okay. Yeah, I made the uh, yeah I made the switch. I said you know they they were ending my uh, government contract, and I was like, yeah, this is this is this is it. This is a perfect time. Um, I prepared for kind of the the cut. Yeah. And I was kind of waiting for them to cut me, and and I jumped, I jumped, I jumped for it. Um, the wife wasn't happy, but uh, you know, because <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a tough jump, right? Because you have income coming in, and then you want to yeah. go into the startup phase where you know that for the next year or so yeah. you're not going to be having any income coming in, and you have to survive off of the savings that you have made before. So yeah. how I'm, how tough was that decision for you to to go in and recognize that hey for the next year I probably won't be making any money yeah I mean it we know some I haven't taken a salary for almost two years I know some startups you know who haven't you know the founder hadn't taken a salary for three and a half years wow. you know and, and it and you have to do it because it shows your commitment hey I'm not yeah. I'm not taking people's money and paying myself you know this isn't a mom and pop store right and and so you know I think I think advice I give to anybody who's thinking of it is, you know, I, I definitely prepared before I, I, I left. You know, I had an automated pull from my salary on my bank account where I put it into some random checking account that I would never look at and I'd never touch. And it pulled like a thousand bucks or half my salary every every paycheck and it'd go in there and I, I wouldn't look at it, right? You know, and, and also you got to also have, you got to scope that out. You don't leave your company unless you... Figured out friends and family who could, you know, who could support you there. Your, 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 your girlfriend or your wife is, is supportive of you on that. Cause yeah. you're, you're going to be screwed if that happens. And, and that you have saved some money. I mean, you know, Zuckerberg was able to raise like millions before he even like got really far. But I mean, those are, those are the one percent. Yeah, yeah. So have you guys actually had to do rounds of financing or actually go seek out? No, we, we, money? we, we haven't, we haven't done that. We're looking to do a big raise, you know, by November. Um, I'm from Silicon Valley, so I'm going to fly back and hit up every single roommate who most of my friends have made it big. Like, 
Oh yeah. You know, it's, yeah. Uh, my my best friend is works for Netflix and he's making six figures. Uh, every one of my family has made it big. I mean, the tech boom there is crazy. Everyone, everyone from history major to mathematician <laughs> is in the valley working for Zaga to Netflix to Yammer to Microsoft to Google and, and they're making cash. So yeah. you know, I'm hitting every one of those guys up and saying, you were in my place a few months ago. You're a six-figure salary. I'm very sure you can, you know, do a minimum. Give me some. Have you, have you thought about your pitch? What, what's your, what's your like, 30 second elevator pitch to those people. So in the States, we, we pretty, or, or even here we go, we go, we're pretty much like a Zillow for, you know, real estate lawyers, or we're pretty much a realtor.ca for real estate lawyers. Right. Yeah. You know, you use realtors.ca to find your 550 properties, right? You eliminate 10 of them and then you go to your real estate agent to bid on one of them. It's the same thing for us developers or real estate firms look at 50 pr properties to buy. Yeah. Shrink that down using our platform to figure out the four. You got to do the whole, you know, due diligence and meet with the city and everything like that. And for our listeners, we actually just got a demo of the Map Your Property platform, yeah. and it seems like you can overlay a lot of different information. So, what you have bylaws that you can yeah. overlay. You have your provincial uh, plans. You have provincial plans. We have wetlands. We have like flood areas. We have, um, you know, the official plan land use. Yeah. Community secondary plans, uh, getting a little technical yeah. there. And then at the end of all of it, it gives you a nice report that I yeah. guess is what you're intending for the lawyers to be able to use for themselves and provide it to their clients as well, right? Yeah, right. You, you know, the client always wants a report or a performa, right? And you can take our word report that's, you know, that's very comprehensive and copy the specific sections of the specific policies that you need. And we also make, you know, JPEG maps that are embedded in that word document. And so you don't have to hire, you know, some technician to make a map for you. You just grab that map, you insert it for a quick look, right? And, you know, sometimes a client looks at, you know, a couple and goes, oh, I don't want to look at that anymore, right? So, so if somebody's interested in checking your platform out, is there a way for them to be able to do it for free? Or is there a membership that they have to go buy? Is there a trial offer that you have for these individuals? Yeah, so right now it's a seven-day trial and you can run one report. Okay. Um, all you have to do is just type in either your academic school address or a corporate address. Uh, we're not letting uh, personal addresses being used because it's just, it's, 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 you know, improves the experience if you, if, if you get the specific people in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so you can try it for seven days and for academic use, you know, um, we haven't updated our website, but anybody who wants to just contact me, I, I'm definitely happy to give that for free because we're big about working with the community. Like we do a lot of open data community work and for, and for students because like, you know, you know, they, they won't have like the cash to try, try it out and everything. And it's, and they're, most of them are really tech savvy anyway, so we really want people to try it out. So yeah, contact me or you know sign up for that seven day trial. That's awesome. So let's talk about um, you know going into your full fledged service mode, which is going to happen pretty soon. Coming yeah. out of beta. So your website right now is it's pretty decked out. I mean, you have all the information there that someone would need to know as a prospective customer, yeah. including pricing. And I like the fact that your pricing is is right up front. Um, so how did you decide on that? Uh, like the numbers, how did you guys decide about how to present map your property to prospective customers and the public in general? Oh yeah, that's a great, that's a great question. Um, and I've never had anybody ask me that question. That's kind of nice. Um, I, I think, I think we are, you know, I think we are transforming the real estate industry just like other tech firms are. 
you know, we're putting our prices straight out. We're keeping it simple. We're doing a three-tier plan, you know, and it's an online platform that you can access from anywhere. And I think that's the big change from, you know, from any industry is that we are changing the way it is. There's no complex contracts. There's no complex, you know, plan depending on when you call or who you say you are yeah. to give you a different price. And that drove me nuts when I, when we checked on our competitors, you know, if I called and said as a real estate agent, you know, they give it to me for cheap. But if you call as a real estate lawyer, they'll double the price on you, you know, and you're like, well, this is, this is, I just lie and say whoever I am. So yeah, we, we charge from $500 to uh, $2,000 a month for businesses, depending, you know, depending on what kind of features they want and everything like that. So if you just want to use the online maps, you know, that's a baseline of $500 for two users and possibly more. And then the $2,000 is tons of real estate analytics, tracking of applications, you know, distance from subways and all that other powerful tools. And how did you decide what those packages would entail? Like, was there a thought process behind it? So, for instance, yeah. you're, yeah, I think the most expensive one gives you like 144 reports or something like yeah. that, right? So, what, how did you come about some of those numbers? Well, that, that's a great question. I mean, the smartest thing to do is ask people, right? Yeah. That's what we did. Um, that's what beta's for, right? Yeah, that's what beta's for you. Like, how much would you pay for this? You know, I, I you know, I talked to uh, Bennett Jones. You know that they're not a client, but they they came and met with us at Liz. And you know, I said, how much would you pay for this? Yeah. You know, and they they gave me a general gist of you know, no lawyer is going to say this yeah. is how much I would pay for. But you know, I got a very good idea. I mean, I must have asked like 20, 20 people. I must have called, made a couple calls. So how much does this cost to do it traditionally and stuff yeah. like that. And that, that's where I got my pricing. I, I asked people. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, are you going to be able to convert some of your beta testers into full-fledged clients as the, as you switch over? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. you know, uh, they're, they're, they're fully trained. They're using it in their, in the, in the, in their company a lot. And, and they are saving enormous amount of time. Like they're able to pump through projects, you know, at twice the speed and, we have a law firm that, 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 um, you know, that is an offshoot from Denton's mm-hmm. and they, they have too many clients. They have more work than they can handle for their small boutique firm. And so they're, they're using, they're accelerating using our platform to, to get more clients and more money. So definitely, I'm, I, I, I think that's there. We haven't had anybody like drop off or anything like that. You know, knock on wood, right? You know, who knows? You know, <laughs> but yeah, they're they're totally enthusiastic. They've been um, totally supportive. I don't know why people maybe just love giving awesome. feedback, right, and and helping other people out. Yeah, so. But I mean, there's no doubt that's testament to the quality of the, the product too, right? Yeah. Uh, to yeah. Understand. Okay, well, let's talk about some hard things. For, yeah. for a second, it can't all be roses. <laughs> so, like, um, what's the hardest thing you've gone through so far? Getting um, something out. I, 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 I think, you, you know, uh, I think the two hardest things is, you know, uh, you know, family, right? I, right. I have a new daughter and, and you really got to balance family and, and your company. And we, we pull huge hours. You know, I, uh, I worked all Christmas. I worked all New Year's. I worked, we work 60 hours a week. Jordan just worked, um, 28 days straight. He didn't take Sunday off for four weeks. Um, and that, that's just, you're, you, you, you really, you have, you love this startup, but you also gotta look 
after your family, right? And, and, and you can't take yourself out because when things go bad for your company, your only thing you have left is your, your family. So I think that's the biggest challenge. And then, and then the other thing, as I mentioned already, is, you know, knowing the legal market, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, these are, I mean, when we go pitch, I mean, these lawyers are, are, you know, 20 years experience and they know their stuff. So you cannot bullshit with them. You know, yeah. you, you cite a law and if you get the wrong number, you know, you go 539 instead of 569, right? They'll pull, they'll call you on that, you know, and, and that's, um, that's the second hardest thing is, you know, you gotta have your boots ready when you step into that, you know, boardroom and you gotta be able to talk in five minutes and sell them or you're gone. And, and I, I, that's some, Hardest challenges, like I said, is is uh, you know it took me ten minutes to explain myself, and they they didn't believe me. So yeah. you know uh, you know I'm learning just with with especially with lawyers, you got to be confident. You got to be confident, and and if somebody tries to call you out, you call them right back at it, back at them. So you know, yeah, I got I got a lot of ego checks definitely, and and that that was that made me rethink my strategy a lot. You know, I said. What am I doing? I would show up to meetings sometimes, you know, I'd be so busy, you know, I'd just pull the presentation together in, in 10 minutes and then it'd come to kick me in the butt because once you do a bad presentation, nobody will meet you again. If it's yeah. that crap, they're going to go, you're crap. So I said, I'm not going to take any more meetings where I'm not prepared because it'd be worse off. Yeah. You know, and six months down the line, they're going to go, eh, you know, yeah. so that's, that's, yeah, reality check is that that's the hardest when, when, People just tell you straight to your face, and I love that actually. But people will be, you know, like a one one. Uh, you know, I'll tell you a funny story. Uh, is that you know one time I was trying to raise money really early stage, you know, and that's the misnomer people have. Oh, I can just raise money, you know, with half a product. And I went in there, and they said, uh, if I I'm a VC, but I'm gonna because I'm your friend, I'm gonna let you know if you walked into a VC office. They won't even let you take a piss in their bathroom. The presentation is so shit. It's like get your get your shit, get your stuff together, you know. And that that made me realize, you know, at that point, you know, you know, that was that was the biggest reality check. You know, it was a it was a family friend, and I I took the pitch casually, and he said, you know, I wouldn't even let you take a piss in my bathroom. And then that, that was a that was that was a big uh, constant learning process. Actually. Yeah, that was a reality check right there. That's all right. We're not going to take up too much of your valuable time, yeah. my friend. But a couple more questions. Yeah. Um, what's taking up the lion's share of your time? right now when it comes to business? We are a lot more later stage than other companies in the legal innovation zone. We're hitting our, we're pretty much coming out of beta hitting big growth. Yeah. I think sales and fundraising is going to take up most of our, most of my time. Um, I used to manage a lot of the R&D and I'm seeing as we grow, you know, got to make the sales and you got to fundraise also at the same time. So. Yeah. And how many people do you have in your team right now? So we have about four people and then we sometimes expand to seven uh, depending on the needs. And does everybody have a very distinct role that they're playing or do you have like two, uh, two people coding and getting the product? How, how have you broken out the responsibilities? Um, with, so we, it's, I, I'm mostly business. So, and then my co-founder Jordan is mostly, uh, the, excuse me. The CTO, so he does most of the coding, but all of everyone else does everything, you know. Um, and 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 yeah, this startup. You, you yeah. if you have people just doing stuff in broken in broken bits, then 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 that's a problem because you're not a startup. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are some of the goals and targets? First of all, short term 
and what we'll call short term one to two years. Yeah. What do you want to hit? You know, with our launch, we're we're, we're looking to hit almost a hundred customers in in a year, okay. and we're we're, we're going to do that one by growing in geographical coverage. We're going to expand in more into York region and the outer parts of the GTA, push into Vancouver and in California, San Francisco. Cool. And that and that that's going to be our rapid growth. And we start to develop to allow allow that rapid growth with in conjunction with hopefully a big raise that allows us to expand rapidly. And then what, what about long term? And we'll call long term three to ten years. Yeah, three three to three to three to ten years I think I think we'll definitely start dominating trying to dominate the United States. Um, you know, unfortunately Canada is thirty five million people, California has thirty six million people, but a much smaller yeah. geography. Ten X in the US. Yeah, ten X in the US. So I mean that's every startup knows that. So, you know, we're looking to really expand into different US cities. You know, possibly expand into Australia where we are, but I definitely think with, you know, the enormous population there, you know, we'd look at, you know, New York, you know, San Francisco, LA, you know, San Diego, you know, a lot of the West Coast and, and parts of the East Coast. And being able to expand like that, you know, you see companies like Redfin and Zillow who have done very well, very similar business plan to us. And, you know, they're, they're raising billions now. I think Redfin just raised a couple billion valuation. Very cool. Yeah. Got me excited. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm pumped. I'm, I'm pumped. I'm, 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 I'm super excited to, to, uh, talk to you guys and, and I'm, I'm excited to see this podcast. Actually, I got one last question for you. So if there's somebody out there who's thinking about getting into startup or has an idea. Yeah. Out of all your experience that you've had from 2011 or 2012 till now, what is one key piece of advice would you give to them? That, 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 that's a, I like how you, you like one key, key answer. <laughs> Sum up for past four years <laughs> in one perfect, yeah, yeah. eloquent sentence. <laughs> um, you know, this might sound absolutely cheesy, but, but you, you gotta have, I think if anybody who's starting it up, has to have the passion and the vision and be able to sell that yeah. and, and convince every single one of your families, friends and strangers that, you know, you're the next best thing and that you're genuine. Also, you got to be genuine. You know, you can't have such an ego, but you got to be genuine. Like, Hey, I'm pulling, I'm going to do or die. I'm going at this until the end. And I, I, you think that's so simple, but you know, that's not true. I mean, you can, you can tell, I know a lot of startups when I meet them, um, I know they're going to fail because they don't have the belief. They think they're going to be, you know, some, you know, they're going to sell, you know, once they get out, they're going to sell for, you know, a million, two million, maybe have five staff or something like that. And, and you got to sell that because nobody, nobody will invest in you and nobody will join your, your, nobody, no, no big corporation is going to sign up for a small startup. If they think you're going to disappear in like two months or three months, you got to be like, Hey, in two years, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to be bigger than ever and I'm going to be make, saving you so much money. You're going to thank me that you came in for almost, you know, you know, pennies on the dollar when I'm now charging, you know, like we are doing right now, like 2000 a month, you know, yeah. um, you know, I, I know our previous guys were like, I'm pretty sure they're going to be happy when they say, Hey, I came in early. I, you know, I dealt with, I believed in your vision, but. You know, and I say I'm saving money now. So yeah. I think it's the vision. So nice, fantastic. Thank you. Hey, thank you guys so much. Yeah, this is awesome. You've just been listening to the Law School Show.
You can find all our episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, or at our website at thelawschoolshow.com. If you liked what you heard, like us again on Facebook and get the latest updates from The Law School Show. Career Advancing Advice, right to your earbuds. <laughs>